Hello, this is Wednesday, April the 8th. I pray that you and your family are healthy and you're doing well. This is Holy Week. And even though this uh, week looks a little bit different than our normal Holy Week services, we continue to minister to you and to love you the best we can. And as I was praying about direction for this message for you and me this evening, God led me to a a beautiful but difficult passage for us to read found in Luke's Gospel, chapter 22. And if you have your Bible, you can read along with me, beginning with verse 39 of Luke chapter 22. Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down, and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he rose from prayer, he went back to his disciples. He found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you sleeping? He asked them. Get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. That's a beautiful, but again, a difficult passage for us to read as Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane praying Uh, before he was to go to the cross for you and for me. But as we look in Matthew's account of this story out of Matthew chapter 26, verse 38, it said, And Jesus said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He was overwhelmed. Maybe you are feeling overwhelmed right now being stuck at home or isolated or in quarantine and maybe you've been overwhelmed with all kinds of feelings the other day i was going out running in my neighborhood and my daughters sophie and Anne catherine had gone out into the driveway to shoot some basketball and before i left to go running i, I went to both of them and i said girls listen i don't want you all to do any fighting or arguing right now but that you would uh, represent Jesus well because there are a lot of neighbors out, people are out walking, and so make sure that you uh, are uh, good to one another, again, that you represent Jesus well. And so as I started jogging, as I was going down the street, I saw a couple of folks uh, walking their dogs, and and as we were crossing paths, we went by a house and... um, there was a mother and some children that were uh, having an intense moment of fellowship and there was screaming going on and stop and get in the house and yelling at the dog, don't let the dog out. And and there was just a lot of, uh, I guess, uh, intense emotions. I felt that there was uh, an overwhelming uh, sense of spirit at that time and and maybe that's where you are. And, and I have to tell you, we've had some intense moments of fellowship, but we've tried not to be overwhelmed. 
But I think one of the best resources that we have when we feel overwhelmed is prayer. And through this passage of scripture today, I pray that our hearts will be encouraged. If you're feeling overwhelmed with uh, anxiety or overwhelmed with fear or overwhelmed with uh, being isolated or quarantined and overwhelmed with your family, even though we love them very much, maybe you're just feeling overwhelmed. But I pray today that this scripture would encourage you and encourage me. It said in verse 39 of our scripture passage, Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives. Because space was so limited in Jerusalem for gardens, there were many wealthy or well-to-do people that had private gardens out on the Mount of Olives. And there's no doubt that there was a wealthy friend of Jesus that gave him the privilege of going to this garden. And Jesus used this garden as a place of prayer. We read in Matthew 14, 23, after he dismissed them, he went upon a mountainside by himself to pray. And then we read in Luke chapter 6, verse 12, and Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray, and he prayed all night to God. And so Jesus went out as usual to pray. So I pray that we would develop a self-discipline of prayer. During this season of being at home, maybe we are breaking some old habits like eating out so much or, or wasting time by going here or going there. And, and maybe we're developing some new uh, disciplines. And I pray that one of those that we're developing is prayer and reading God's word and spending time with our families or or maybe you are starting to uh, exercise more regularly since so many people are out walking or jogging or exercising. I pray that prayer would be one of your self-disciplines and I believe it will help you as you feel overwhelmed. Do you remember that even Paul said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, that we are to pray continually or to pray without ceasing. That's being in a constant awareness of the presence of God. And, and that we know he's always there with us through his spirit. And we can talk to him as we're walking, as we're jogging, as we're exercising, as we are um, quarantined in our houses. We can talk to God. And then remember a passage that we shared a couple of Sundays ago in a message out of Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, when Paul wrote, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What a beautiful reminder that when we feel overwhelmed, when we feel anxious, that we can pray and God will give us a peace that passes all understanding that will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. So I pray if you're feeling overwhelmed during this holy week that you would 
have self-discipline. Begin to discipline yourself when you're feeling overwhelmed to pray. But also through this passage, we learn not only that we are to to pray and have a self-discipline, but to be specific in our prayers. Jesus said in verse 40 of this passage of Scripture to his disciples, pray that you will not fall into temptation. He was warning his disciples that you're going to be tempted during this season of following me. You're going to be tempted to give up your faith. You're going to be tempted to fall away. You're going to be tempted when you're tired or you're weak. You're going to be tempted by the devil because he knows that we're trying to live for Christ. And maybe you're being tempted right now in this season of quarantine and during this coronavirus. And and I pray that, you know, God will give you and me strength. So be specific in your prayers. If we want a specific answer from the Lord, we have to be specific in our prayers. And Jesus was familiar with temptation. Do you remember in Matthew chapter 4, after Jesus was baptized, it said that he was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. And so Jesus understood what it meant to be tempted, and yet God provided a way out, just like God provides a way out for you and me when we are tempted, but we are to be specific. Do you remember that Jesus told uh, Simon Peter in Luke twenty-two thirty-two, he said, I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. He knew Simon was going to be tempted. And remember, Simon would deny Jesus or disown him three different times. But Jesus knew that. But he said, Simon, I'm praying for for you that your faith may not fail. Then if you would read the rest of that verse, he said, but after you turn back, strengthen your brothers. He knew he was going to fail, but he knew that he would come back to him. And and he said, strengthen your brothers so their faith would not fail. But we are to be specific. And I think about another passage out of Luke chapter 18, when, when Jesus encountered the blind man who we learn in another gospel's name is Bartimaeus. And you remember Jesus was passing by and And Bartimaeus cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And do you remember the crowds told him to be quiet and and pushed him back? But it said that he cried out all the more, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus turned to Bartimaeus and he said in, in verse 41 of Luke chapter 18, what is it that you want? And he said, Lord, I want to see. And we know that Jesus already knew what Bartimaeus' need was, just like he knows what we need even before we ask. But he wants us to ask and to seek and to knock. And he wants us to be specific. He said, Lord, I want to see. And maybe you need to be specific in your prayer this evening. You need to say, Lord, remove this overwhelming feeling. Lord, remove my fear. Lord, remove my impatience or my anger or my anxiety. Be specific. Lord, 
Um, I pray that you would bring love into my life when all of this is over. Lord, that you would help my finances, help our family to continue to, to have food on the table during this season, but be specific because God is able, but the devil, Satan, will tempt us during this season and make us not want to talk to the Lord. I remember several years ago going to make a visit with with one of our fine members, J.D. Watson. J.D. was was in the hospital battling cancer, and and I know that my brother in Christ is with the Lord now, and he's passed on from this old world, but I remember having a conversation, one of my last conversations with J.D. when he was at the hospital, and and I said, J.D., I know your faith is being tested right now. And I remember what he said to me, and I can still see him and hear him saying this. He said, my faith has never wavered through all of this. And that was a beautiful testimony of his faith in the Lord, that his faith had not wavered through all of his struggles and battles that he was going through with his health. And I pray that our faith would not waver through all of this coronavirus with all of the uncertainty and all of the anxiety and all the overwhelming feelings that we have, that we would keep our faith strong in the Lord to be specific in our prayers. But then lastly, you remember Jesus said in verse 42, he said, Father, if you are willing Take this cup from me, but not my will, but your will be done. That was a beautiful, heartfelt prayer. When he said, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, he was referring to the cup of suffering, the cross that he was going to have to endure and to suffer for you and for me. We see the humanness of Jesus but then we see him say, not my will, but your will be done. And I pray that this would bring you and me comfort today, that we would submit our lives to God as we feel overwhelmed, as we feel worried, as we, feel, or we are filled with anxiety, that we would submit to God and say, not my will, God. And we are to be specific. We want this coronavirus to end and and we want our lives to get back to normal. I pray it will even be better than it was before, but that we would submit to God. One of the most difficult or the hardest tasks that we have, I think, is when we have to accept that which we do not understand. And we don't always understand why things happen as they do. We don't understand why things are happening as they are right now, but, but God can use these times to draw us closer to Him, and, and we are to submit fully to Christ. Do you remember what Jesus said in John six thirty eight? For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of Him who sent me. And do you remember when he was teaching his disciples that model prayer, the Lord's Prayer? In Matthew chapter 6, verse 10, he said, not that your will would be done here on earth. And I pray that um, 
we would submit to God in James chapter 4, verse 7 and 8, which we also used in recent weeks, it says that we are to submit ourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you, come near to God, and he will come near to you. Jesus submitted himself fully to doing God's will. And that's our challenge for today. When we're feeling overwhelmed, that we would have self-discipline to pray, that we would be specific in our prayer. Tell God exactly what you're feeling and be specific with your prayer. And then to submit fully to God's will, to say, God, not my will, but your will be done and that you would be glorified through it all. And I pray that you would begin to feel a sense of peace, a sense of calmness as we grow closer to the Lord, even during this season that we're going through. But but I'd love to have a prayer with you right now. And, you know, there's something that I have failed to mention over the last few weeks. Every Wednesday night after our prayer service down in our fellowship hall, I invite folks to come up to our sanctuary where we pray over the pews for Sunday services, pray over the chairs and the balcony. We are asking that the Holy Spirit would anoint the sanctuary, that he would anoint every pew, anoint every chair, that he would anoint our musicians and instrumentalists, that he would anoint our Sunday school classrooms and our teachers, our ushers, our greeters, that he would anoint the hallways, that he would anoint the parking lots, even anoint the roadways as people come to worship. But I'm going to invite you to, uh, you don't have a pew to touch, but that you would touch your uh, sofa, your couch, or or the bed where you are, or you would uh, uh, ask the Lord to anoint your family room. That's your place of worship for right now, that you would place your hand upon uh, that area and ask that the Holy Spirit would anoint as we uh, look forward to Easter Sunday, that the Holy Spirit would be thick in your family room or your bedroom or on your porch or wherever you are worshiping by yourself or with your family, that you would feel the presence of the Lord because we know where our help comes from. Uh, David said in Psalm 121, uh, verse 2, My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And I can tell you personally, I am nothing without Christ, and I can do nothing without God's power, but I can do all things through Christ who gives me and gives us strength. So I just pray that, again, you would just pray over uh, your home right now or wherever you might be as we prepare for a great day of worship on Easter. Let's pray together. God, we come to you praising you and thanking you uh, for your love and for your faithfulness. You are faithful, God. And I pray that we would be encouraged to be faithful to you and that, Lord, this season that we're in, that we would be still again and know that you are God and that you are um, omnipotent. And, and, Father, that you are 
omniscient and you're omnipresent, God, and so you're all-powerful and you're all-knowing and, and we know that you are everywhere. And we pray, oh God, that your spirit might just be thick wherever we are right now and that we could feel your presence. And Father, we just continue to pray specifically that this coronavirus would end, and we're calling it by name, COVID-19, that it would end, God, and that soon, Lord, it would be over and that there would be um, no more losses. And Father, for those that have it, that you would bring healing. And Father, that you would bless their families and comfort them and place a hedge of protection around all of us that are healthy, that that we stay healthy and we stay safe. And Lord, that you would continue to be with the doctors and the nurses and medical professionals and paramedics and firemen and police officers that are on the front lines. Keep them safe, God, and protect their families. And Lord, that you would be with those that are working in the grocery stores and those maybe, God, that are working um, at, at the gas pumps or wherever they might be, Lord, protect them. And I pray, Lord, that um, they would be protected. Father, we just pray um, as we go through this holy week that we would be mindful, God, of, of what you were going through on this particular week as you were moving toward the cross. And Father, in our scripture that we read, um, we just see uh, that you were both God and human, that you were divine and flesh and blood, and that you, Father, were overwhelmed even to the point of death. And, and Father, had sweat drops that were like blood because of how anxious and overwhelmed you were. And so, Father, we just pray that we might feel a peace and that we would submit fully to you. And, and God, we just pray again that... Um, that we would touch over right now our our uh, couches or our bedrooms or our porches or our decks where we might be, that we would just pray that your Holy Spirit would anoint and prepare our hearts for, for Easter and that we would, Father, just um, again uh, open our hearts and lives to your leadership. And Lord, if if there are folks watching tonight that have never submitted fully to you and surrendered their life to you uh, and their sin to you, that they might come to receive Jesus even tonight, that they might pray and, and ask God you for forgiveness, confessing their sin and repenting from their old ways of life and, and begin to walk in newness of life, following after you. May they do that even now, God, that they would ask for forgiveness and invite you to come into their heart and pledge their their life uh, fully committed to following Jesus from this point on. But, but God, we just love you. And Father, I'm thankful for our church family. I, I was just encouraged as my brother Larry Demerit uh, just called a few moments ago just to encourage me and tell me that he's praying for me. And I'm grateful for his witness, God, and for his love of you. And he said his love of his church family that he missed. And I echo that. I, I love him and I love each one of these folks, God. And, and I pray that they might feel not only the love of our church family, but they might feel your eternal love. And, and so, Father, keep us safe. Keep us strong. 
as we continue, God, to, uh, to endure what we're going through. But we know, God, that this will pass and that we are going to get through it through your help and through your grace and through your power and through your love. And we give you all the glory. And we just pray, asking all these things in the strong and powerful and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you again so much for worshiping with us tonight. And I want to remind you that uh, tomorrow night at 6 p.m., we will have our Monday, Thursday service. It will be a beautiful service where we have scripture reading, some beautiful music, as well as a time when we will take communion together. So you can be preparing right now by, again, getting any type of juice and some crackers or pieces of bread, whatever you're going to use as a symbol of the body of Christ, and again, his blood that was shed for you and me. And we'll take communion together tomorrow night on our Monday, Thursday service. And then Friday morning at 6.30, we'll do our prayer around the cross. And I'm inviting you to pray at your home around the cross or, or pray again in your house by the cross. But we're remembering what Jesus Christ did for us on that Good Friday. Then I hope that you'll be inviting friends to join us for worship via live stream or uh, Facebook Live this Sunday morning, Easter Sunday at 11. And I pray that we will reach more people than we've ever reached before with the good news of Jesus Christ on Easter. So I hope you'll join us for all of these wonderful services. The last several weeks, we've been closing our time together on Wednesdays by singing Sanctuary, which we do each Wednesday night, but feeling led to go a different direction since it's Holy Week. On Sunday nights for years, our closing benediction is always uh, Amazing Grace. And so I think it would be appropriate that for this service, we close our time together. And I hope that you will sing along. We'll sing the first and the last stanzas of this beautiful hymn of faith, Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I am found. Was blind, but now I see. When we've been there ten thousand years, Bright shining as the sun. We've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. Amen. We love you and God loves you. 
We pray that you and your family have a blessed, holy week. Look forward to worshiping with you on Easter.